Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 73, a COVID culture survival guide. We are broadcasting live, well, live for us, from the Power of Change Worldwide headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm here with my friend Jesse Fury. He has name brand apparel on today. He has... <laughs> Uh, uh, he told me, I was like, what is that? A members only jacket? And he said, no, that's a, a bomber jacket. Is yeah. It's like you're... a flight jacket. It's like top gun, but it is Bonhoeffer house branded top gun jacket. Yeah. I got, I got a bunch of these thinking that, thinking that people would like them, but they, <laughs> they didn't they, go as fast they, as the hats. They, they went like a, they went over like a turd in a punch bowl. What does a turd in a punch bowl you know, do? You, for nobody that wants it. Okay, <laughs> nobody wants it. Yeah, so I, I couldn't give these things away. I literally gave away a couple of these only to have people give them back. Wow. As a matter of fact, I just found one on my front porch two days ago <laughs> in a wad, it's just sitting there. Like oh, somebody's like, man. "Yeah, I don't, I don't want it." Well, today you need like it. it. Got cold again I like here it. in the newer. I like it. It looks good. I did dress. I did dress up because I was. Thinking that you were going to make a comment, make a comment. Yeah. So my kids uh, comment on you and Brett's outfits. Uh, you know, when we're watching uh, <laughs> our round videos, table. round tables, they haven't watched the round table, okay. um, but uh, Sunday morning stuff, it's, you know, like, you know, scarves and th- things. Because <laughs> just to be clear, I take I don't wear a scarf. Brett does, or, he does. Or he cardigans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. And and I've That's got true. no skills whatsoever in clothing, and so uh, we could not offer you a clothing survival guide. I would have <laughs> to bring others on the podcast for that. But we do want to uh, be helpful. Obviously, Virginia, our governor this week, um, has extended the stay-at-home order statewide to, what was it, June 10th or otherwise? June 10th, unless uh, he says otherwise. Wow. So maybe we'll go to Juneteenth, man. It's it's shocking to think, you know, two and a half months more uh, of just staying home, at least trying to uh, obey those orders and to really stay clear. And with the new numbers that are being thrown around, you just don't ever know. Obviously, we can't predict the future of what will happen with a, a pathogen like this, but uh, the numbers are daunting. And so all of us, you know... Um, Jesse, you have little children. That's Tell right. us your age range real quick of your kids so we can feel bad for you. <laughs> uh, we've got 10, 9, 7, 2. Wow. But, you know, you know, uh, it, hasn't been, it hasn't been that bad. It hasn't been bad. Man. Kids are well-behaved, self-entertaining, oh, never been, bored. We, I was joking today with somebody that um, uh, we've been self – we've been uh, – Sheltering in place for a few years now. Because <laughs> you're homeschooled. We've been homeschooling, so not yeah, a lot's changed. Not a lot's changed. It's changed a lot for our kids being home. They yeah. they were on, if you guys listened to episode 72. The, that was a great episode, by the way. Kid, The kids were fun, man. Yeah. They they really engaged it. I had to reel my son in a little bit. He's got a natural comedian in, and he, <laughs> I think he was the star of the show, to be honest. Fantastic. Good job, Tom Tom. But all of them, yeah, just sharing kind of their hearts of what they're thinking, feeling, saying, what's going on with young people uh, today. Really, really interesting. My my oldest was born in September of 2001, and she's graduating high school uh, with a global pandemic. Just wow. think about that bracketing wow. your birth and your adult life. That's uh, quite a, quite a uh, daunting set of circumstances. But, yeah, we're here today. Uh, beginning a sor- sort of a mini series that we're going to run for several weeks here and there. Uh, we're we're just calling a COVID culture survival guide. Now, look, guys, we're not 
here to talk about medical advice or anything like that. Not that kind of survival. Obviously, we refer you to the, the CDC, your local and state health authorities, your own doctor, for anything that you are facing struggling uh, with actual medical health and survival. So we're not trying to do that. And uh, sometimes people see survival guides, they're thinking of, you know, living all, living as a mountain man or <laughs> surviving off the grid. Off the grid. I don't have a gun, man. I, I don't have survival gear. Um, I, if I had to smoke meat in my smoker, I could do that. You could do but, that, but, but where would you get the meat? I don't know. I'd have to have somebody who could kill it, right? So we just, uh, my wife Jenny just uh, put in an order for a 50 pound bag of flour. Where do you get that from? A mill? <laughs> do you like say, hey, mill She's people? Like, hey, I need you to pick up some flour for me. I got a 50 pound bag. And she meant pick order. it up. Uh, I mean, you yeah. Had to use so your maybe, legs, maybe we could give correctly. a little, maybe I could chime in on how to, how to bake bread for the, apocalypse wow so jesse's house will be the survival <laughs> off the grid house where he probably has a gun and 50 pound blacks so we're not doing that i don't have any survival gear um i think my wife may have one little mask if we ever get the mask put on go to the grocery store or order which i think is coming probably this week um this isn't that kind of survival guide either so medical see your medical people if you want to have a tactical response plan, I'm sure you can find YouTube videos about that that are probably, um, you know, the Tiger King is on there or something. Um, this is just a normal schmuck guide. Um, we're going to do multiple short episodes together, uh, just featuring various themes of what do we do with ourselves to travel through months, several months of kind of quarantine life. And so I know all of you out there got it nailed down, your daily routines. You don't have any any boredom or fidgeting going on for you or your children. But just in case you do, uh, we want to offer a little bit of help for your sanity and survival uh, during this season. And so we'll talk about reading books and what to watch and these kinds of things. But we felt like starting today, most importantly, um, and, th- and this is going to be a little ironic, the second part of this, today we're going to talk about hope and life together. Now, life together when you're apart is is interesting as we've all learned, but it's still important. And we mentioned that a couple episodes ago as well in terms of loneliness and anxiety, but hope and life together. Now, hope is important because it sustains us individually and communally. When when communities become hopeless, right, everything goes downhill fast. And there's been much talk already about mental health during this season, what are our households like? You know, you might be fighting with your spouse a little bit more uh, in this season, uh, but having hope as individuals, whether you live in a you know your roommate situation or a household, a family of of one to you know Jesse level kids, um, we all need hope individually in our times together. And so, we want to talk a little bit about hope and life together during quarantine and to survive well. The first thing about hope. Jesse, is that uh, this little knockoff of a movie that I don't even know what it's about, but I know uh, I think uh, Sandra Bullock was in it, Hope Floats. But uh, my first point today is hope doesn't float. In other words, it's just not, it doesn't just exist out in the air floating around. Hope has to have an anchor. Mm. Hope has to have something else outside of ourselves in reality. Obviously, Jesse and I are Christians, and so scriptures like Hebrews 6.19 in the New Testament, we have this, and this is speaking of the promises of God in Christ. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. So Hope doesn't float; it has an anchor, and it has to be anchored in God. Yeah, isn't isn't that 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 picture from the book of Hebrews? It's almost more like 
if you're just floating untethered, man, you are going to be you are going to be pushed and pulled and go this way and that way, and and all the waves that hit you like like this wave that's hitting us now. Uh, if you're not anchored, you're that's going to you're going to capsize. That's right. That's right. Or it's, you're going to go so far off course that, that you don't know where you are. And that's right. It's, yeah, that, I I don't remember the movie. <laughs> Harry Connick I, Jr. I right? think Harry Connick yeah. Jr. and I don't know. So it's, I don't know what the metaphor. It, it in the looks movie like is. a ro- romantic comedy. Yeah, I guess it, when we hit our episode in the survival guide on what to watch, maybe we'll. Have, <laughs> if this <laughs> thing lasts till June tenth, I might watch. This is a dangerous proposition going down. Yeah, so anchors, man. I grew up in Virginia Beach. My dad was a naval officer. I was always fascinated looking at massive anchors on massive ships. Right, I actually have been watching on like a Smithsonian Channel, uh, like about massive cruise ships. And massive tanker ships i've watched a few of those episodes in the last month and the anchors on these things are massive because when something needs to stay put uh, or something needs to be solid firm steadfast you need an anchor certainly not to be tossed to and fro uh, at sea and so what does that mean we we have the promises of god his presence with us his promises of what he's done in jesus for us to be a strong help in a time of trouble to be our saving father uh, to be with us through everything uh, including certainly uh, covid 19 pandemic today so hope doesn't float it has an anchor and we want to encourage you to anchor your time uh, in quarantine in your relationship with god both individually and communally we'll hit that in a minute uh, secondly hope has means um the, you you may have heard out there the expression having a means to a certain end. In other words, there are things that um, help stoke hope or facilitate us having hope. And one of the beautiful things uh, about the Bible is that the means of hope are the Spirit of God and the Word of God, uh, God's own Spirit within and with His people. Um, this is in Romans 15, uh, verse 13. Romans 15 is a great chapter on hope as well as Hebrews 6. But this says, may the God of hope, right? And because I've been taking languages in the last couple of years, I, I start seeing that genitive noun probably there, Jesse. May the God of hope, right, fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So God has hope. He's the God of hope. He wants to give it to us by his own spirit presence, mediating that into our lives. Not so that we would just have a little bit, so that hope would abound or overflow by God's own presence, right? Um, now, we'll talk a little bit here today about personal worship or personal communion, Um as a means by which the Spirit um, certainly can inflame hope in us because he, he wants us to abound in it, especially, um, it's easy, right? If you're, you know, I, I hope I get a job and you got a really good job and a paycheck, or some of us may be thinking, well, I hope I have a paycheck in a month or two. Mm. How do you abound in hope when that circumstance, right, doesn't seem very steadfast or sturdy? Well, there's a hope beyond the things of this world that is a steadfast anchor to the soul coming from the God of hope himself. Secondly, the Word of God, the Spirit of God and the Word of God. This is also in Romans 15. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through the endurance and through the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. And now that that just sentence is shocking to me. He's like, hey, there's a possibility that if you're not uh, connected to the right means, hope can be something that's lost or not present with us day by day. Like, 
Uh, I've read if, you know, if you just read the news all day and watch, you know, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, whatever you flow with, if you do that all day, you could start maybe not uh, flame inflaming hope and you might be inflaming anxiety or worry or concern because the actual circumstances of our times are concerning. But there is a uh, means, the scriptures itself, that we might have hope through them. And so Jesse and I are both just going to share some maybe some spiritual practices, tools perhaps, as part of this survival guide, which you might engage with the Spirit of God and and or the Word of God, and that we might have hope. Jesse, you have any things that you yeah. kind of are engaging with? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll share a couple, but before I do, I think this is really interesting. So uh the, the means of the spirit and the word of God, uh, you know, we're in the middle of going through a series, um, you know, which is, which is, it's connected with the liturgical or, or kind of worship calendar of the church, uh, where we are looking at the temptations of Christ, that Christ in his 40 days of fasting in the wilderness, um, is tempted, uh, three different ways. But it, but it's interesting because just before the temptation, he's at his baptism, uh, Jesus, receives the spirit of God, the, 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 the dove comes down from the heavens and he sees the kind spirit. of an announcement party, an announcement right. party. This is my, and then, and then the, and then the word of God. So you've got the spirit and the word that are kind of resourcing him into the wilderness so that when he's tempted, he's drawing from, uh, his hope. Cause really what, yeah. what the temptations are is, uh, is just, just grab a hold of what you can grab a hold of. And he, his hope, the hope is actually that this is in the spirit and the word are the means that he can look, look beyond the immediate satisfaction. And so I just, I find that really interesting because, because, uh, Jesus in the wilderness is kind of a, right now it feels like a little bit like, man, we're, we're we're in time of fasting. And not only is he the leader of his people, he's kind of paradigmatic of how to walk with God in these kinds of times. You know, right, one of the last right. things, I have a whiteboard that has January through December on it, and usually it's quite full, and I've oh, just been... You just one month at a time, you go over there and... Yeah, because everything's right. getting canceled. I, I have a, a an itinerant kind of ministry where I travel around the world and do different things, and, and one by one, month by month, they're being canceled, and I've decided instead of leaving those events up there just to wipe them clean, and, and so all the huge gaps are appearing, and it's just kind of a stark reality as I look at it. But the last thing, uh, one of the last public things I did was March 5th, where... I taught a seminar down in the Charlotte metro area with a church called Exodus Church on the person and work of Jesus. And one of the things interesting about him is that he, as a full human being, uh, engaged in his work, ministry, and going through difficulty, trial, and suffering in life as a man, a human being, uh, animated, led by the Spirit of God, and empowered by the Word of God as the living Word, which is fantastic. And I think that Jesus isn't Superman alone, like, oh, right, I could never right. do what Jesus did or walk like Jesus did. Well, Jesus wants to empower us to trust God as he did uh, and the Spirit, Holy Spirit and the Word mm. of God. Well, That's come, good. That's good. Yeah. So so let me, I'll just throw one thing out that we've been doing or that I've been doing. Well, let me let me make it two. One is uh, our our church is uh, putting a, a Sunday morning liturgy together and we, we produce it on and, and uh, post it on Sunday mornings. And we we invite everyone in the church at the same time, ten o'clock, to um, to to watch together, to participate together, to to sing together. We're, we're essentially saying, uh, since we can't be in the same space, uh, let's try to be in the same time, right? So we can we can fellowship, and, and then we can engage. You know, with uh, moment by moment, we're singing the same songs at the same time, praying the same prayers, uh, listening to the same sermon, 
And so we're doing that as a family. We get together and right at 10 o'clock, we, we press play, we, mm-hmm. uh, we air play it up to our TV and, uh, and, and, and do that together as a family. Um, and then, and then, uh, a, a friend of mine, Ty Hopkins has been, uh, he, he's got me listening to street lights, which do you familiar with that read? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so it's got kind of like a hip hop beats behind, uh, behind the scripture. I think it's the NLT translation that's, that's being kind of in a spoken word way. And, and they just released, uh, Psalms one through 41. And so he's listening to Psalms one through 41 every day. That's a, that's a little much for me. Um, but I, I said once a week. So, I, so each morning when I get up in the morning, uh, I just, while I'm making my call, co- I kind of have my own ritual where I go to the coffee maker, do, do some different things. I'm listening to the Psalms right now before I get into reading or anything like that. Awesome. I'll, and we'll put all these, uh, tools, uh, in the show notes. So your own church, right? Whatever your church is doing, follow along together. That's going to get to our life together thing here in a moment. There is a way to virtually kind of be on the same page. Um, our family's been uh, following along with our church in New Jersey a little bit where they're praying the Psalms each day this week. And so I get up and I pray the Psalm, uh, read it, pray it. And then I text my family, um, because they're at various points of the house and we're not waking them up all at the same time. And so I just say, Hey, today's Psalm is Psalm 22, actually it's 23 today. Um, and then I make a little comment to my kids about it. Uh, to read and pray today. So a couple other tools, streetlightsbible.com. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, the Daily Liturgy podcast is a kind of a reformed liturgy out of um, Coram Deo Church in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, where by which they do an Old Testament reading, the Lord's Prayer, New Testament reading, and a psalm uh, every day. It's usually 10 to 15 minutes uh, where listening and hearing the Word of God uh, with kind of some funky... I don't know, it's a little new agey sounded music, a meditative, pensive music, I guess you would call <laughs> and, it. And they've been doing um, this since before this. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been around several years. Yeah. Um, actually, a friend of mine who's the pastor of that church just told me recently when we were together in Oklahoma City uh, in early March how they do it. And they pre-record all these scripture passages ahead of time. Uh, and so they have one person who kind of collaborates and puts them together for the week day by day by day. Otherwise, I was like, what a daunting thing to be every day trying to record something. So they have long lists of liturgical readings um, from various sources, the worship source book, obviously the Book of Common Prayer, these kinds of things, Valley of Vision, um, and then they they record them and they have them put together. Another thing, community Bible reading, uh, the CBR journal. Um, if you're a journaling person who likes to write, um, this is a fantastic tool. I was given one recently, and um, I've never been a journal guy. I'm not a good write-down, sit-down guy. But if I was, I would use the CBR journal. There's actually an online version where you can go to the reading and listen to it. And so I know many churches that use the CBR journal to kind of give it to all their people so that they're kind of reading the Bible every day in a similar passage. And I have a friend who's read, who reads this, who sends out little texts from the CBR journal to a group of guys, which is fantastic. So uh, we'll put this in the show notes as as well, the cbrjournal.com. And then finally, um, I don't I don't recommend this to everyone. I'm learning Hebrew, Jesse, um, during just, this downtime. <laughs> everybody should just pick it up real quick. You got you got some time. Yeah, you got some time. Just pick it. Hebrew's very hard. <laughs> and I'm taking a class, my last class, my 20-year sojourn of seminary. And uh, by, by God's grace, I'll graduate. It's not been easier since the, the quarantine because my wife thinks I have, well, you have all this time now. Hebrew will be easy. Well, Hebrew's still hard. I just have more time to stew about it and uh, procrastinate on my work. But here's something, guys, if you do want to get into, say, learning 
uh, the, the languages of the Bible. There are two websites, dailydoseofgreek.com and dailydoseofhebrew. These sites have like daily readings in the original languages and kind of looking at the Bible that way. But each of them contains an introductory level, like if a Bible college seminary kind of place, a course, which you can do by video and learn alongside with a textbook. And it's pretty much what I'm doing externally, uh, the same kind of thing. So those sites, if you want to learn a little bit of the depths of things, Daily Dose of Greek, Daily Dose of Hebrew. So hope, hope is an individual and a communal thing, and we need to stoke our hope individually and we hope these tools, whether it's Street Lights or the Daily Liturgy, CBR Journal, uh, help maybe you enter into the Word of God with the Spirit of God um, each day. Now, life together. Now, this is a thing, Jesse, with, we're having a family, right? You, you're a homeschool family, so you're together a lot. Um, there are many things we can still do, even though we are quarantined, to live life together. Here's a few things we've been doing. I've been grabbing my kids and taking them for individual walks. Um, just to catch up with them, hear their heart, how they're doing, and obviously get good exercise. Um, and even one of my, my my middle daughter, Kyleen, she heard that I used to play tennis, which I did. Like in high school, I was a pretty good tennis player. Um, Were you? Yeah, it was pretty good. I didn't play for the high school team, but I hit with both our, our number one girls player and uh, two these two twins who are on my wrestling team who were like, I think, the number two and number four on our high school tennis team. And I would hit with them all the time, and I got really into it for a while. So I still can smack a tennis ball pretty good. Huh. And so my, my daughter didn't know that. She heard that from my wife. Um, and so we went and played tennis the other day, just the two of us, great way to talk. And, uh, you know, I'd show her the kind of 50% level and then I give her a real forehand every now and then. Um, but just a delightful time to be outside with a member of your family walk. Uh, obviously our kids are soccer players, so they're, they're doing workouts or kicking the ball together. We've been doing housework together, working outside. I've cleaned my deck. I've cut my grass. Casey fixed a sink. Um, and we're doing, and her and Tommy did that together. So doing oh, little tasks cool. around. Yeah. yeah. It's been a real fun thing for, for our crew. Yeah, that's good. Anything yeah. you guys are doing to kind of hang besides a uh, fifty pound bags <laughs> of flour? Well, Jenny, Jenny's doing stuff with them all the time. She's baking. Yeah, she's baking a lot of bread. Um, but but just taking them out, doing you know, uh, yeah, doing stuff with them all the time. We're trying to do a, a walk just about every day. So um, when it was really nice earlier uh, last week, it was like eighty degrees a few days ago, and it was yeah. like thirty eight this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we were doing yard work, walks. You know, kind of kind of. In a joking way, it's like, what do you want to do tonight? It's another family. You know, we what I try to do with my calendar in my normal life is hold to one family night a week. Now, it's I'm really home more like four, maybe three or four nights a week. Uh, but one we just have as an anchor where we just go, man, we're this is our family night. We're going to play a game together. We're going to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm not on the phone at all. We're just dialed in. It's like every night is that now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so, so we just kind of play around with different things that we can do, you know, walks with the kids, playing outside with the kids, yard work where they're getting involved. You guys board games? Are you board yeah, game? Yeah, with tonight, puzzles? tonight we're playing uh, Ticket to Ride together. Ah, that's a board game. That's that's a board game. I don't yeah. I don't know that one. I, uh, yeah, it's is a. Is it, it, you can do it with kids. Okay, as long as they can read, because it's like a map, and you just try to ah, build yeah. your trains together. We've got a huge puzzle going on the dining room table. That I saw that mainly Casey and Kylene love puzzles. Kylene loves anything that's slow paced and and pensive and concentration oriented. That's why she beats us all at board games, except for me. I can beat Kylene. Uh, I'm the last hope for the family that Kylene doesn't win every (laughs) single board game. Uh, We got this in the mail from uh, Nana, uh, Casey's mother, one of our kids' grandparents. It's from a website. You can order it there called professorpuzzle.com. 
she sent us this thing called a boredom box. And it's kind of this box full of puzzles. I'll put maybe a picture even up uh, in the uh, podcast. So if you're listening to this on your iPhone, look at the screen right now. You might see a picture of the boredom box. Um, it's got all these little puzzles in it, like little games and things to play. We did one the other night you know, where you have those little pickup sticks and you throw them in. You have to pull them out, kind of like Jenga with sticks. Uh, you can't touch them and stuff like that. And um, Kylene was winning, so I stepped in and won a game for the family. Um, <laughs> but that, that little gift was like, great, we got something in the boredom box that we'll do uh, uh, these little puzzles together. Uh, family devotions, right? This is something that I think over the years I've seen lots of families or parents get intimidated by. Oh, it's complex. I got to do seminary in my house or I got to sit down and make my kids pay attention to dad, teach the Bible. And so I, I've tried to tell men over the years, no, 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 just sit down, talk about something in the Bible together as a family, pray together. Um, if you're exploratory, you can sing songs, do that. Cause when they're little, they don't care. They don't worry about being cool. You know, if you try to start singing your house when your kids are 16, it's probably going to be weird. If you start when they're two, they're just thinking it's normal. Uh, but family devotions for that past year or so, we've been uh, going through, um, a book called God's wisdom for navigating life on the Proverbs by Tim Keller, um, which has this daily readings, you read a proverb and he gives fantastic commentary for us having teenagers. That book is fantastic. And today I just ordered the songs of Jesus by Keller, which is a similar kind of devotional thing in the book of Psalms. And so we'll put links to that in the show notes as well. Just short one page things you can do uh, together as a family to kind of encourage each other's hope spiritually um, as you do that. One of the things that, that we're doing Jesse, in addition to trying to be on the, uh, watching our church service mm-hmm. online at 10 a.m. is that we're re- meet, meeting at 9.30 um, just for a family kind of check-in time. And by that, we just want to see how are we doing? Is anybody getting on each other's nerves? Is anybody fearful? Is anyone kind of concerned? Is there any excessive worry? Is anybody frustrated, crusty, angry? Whatever it might be, just an open time where kids can just share their their feelings and their thoughts. And so that turned into me and Kayla getting an argument uh, this Sunday morning. And, um, and Casey was like, well, glad we did this. I'm like, <laughs> this is exactly why we did this. And it, and it turned out great. Actually, we were able to resolve what we were feeling, um, and then openly, uh, share those things, confess mm. and repent, and then, and then kind of go to online church together. So whether it's daily or once a week structured around your church gathering, I think gathering as a family just to check in, right. Um, this, these aren't easy times. Um, we have friends in New Jersey, New York City Metro, yeah. where it's getting really hard. Yeah. I spoke with one of my board members of Power Change and called him, and he 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 uh, picked up on FaceTime, and he's driving around with a mask on. And there are people that are connected to our church there that are that are that are sick. Yeah. Um. So these are not um, easy times, and and when you when you fear when you experience fear or anxiety or you know someone passes away, grief. Um. Being together gives an opportunity to share those things, to bear burdens with one another, and also just say, hey, Dad, I'm scared. I mean, last night, probably, I was having trouble sleeping because I was thinking about, yeah, I'm a planner, so I'm thinking six, 12 months out, what's going to be like, and we, we, you know, what is it going to be like if you ask, you know, somebody that question? That's really what we know, right, about yeah. the future. Yeah. And I got a little an- anxious. I just woke my wife up and said, hey, I'm feeling very anxious. I'm a little nervous about what the future is going to look like. Can you pray with me? And she was gracious and didn't like, what did you wake me up for? And we just sat up on the bed and spent you know, 15 minutes or so just talking for a few minutes and praying in the middle of the night. And being together in this time, uh, hope and life together to share and even these kind of heavier things. Now, we'll, we'll do a whole episode uh, coming up here soon on grief. 
uh, anxiety and fear. Uh, but what I want to stress here today is that we don't want to do that alone, right? We want to have uh, to be anchored to one another in the love of God mm. and to God anchored to him in the gospel. Mm. Jesse, any thoughts about yeah, t- yeah. togetherness I'll, as we, uh, we roll I'll down close, the hill? I'll close my, my contribution here yeah. with, uh, um, you know, life together is, you know, one of the things that I've been meditating on and thinking about is um, how much how much more I hope in getting back together with people I haven't been able to get together with, including including the church, but even just, you know, you see people on Zoom meetings, and you're like, man, it'd be really nice to just hang out. I'm an introvert, so I, I'm, I can navigate the waters pretty well of self, self-isolation. And, uh, and even me, like, you know, it's just so, so some of, some of, I just, I'm, I'm beginning to see community or I'm, or, or I'm seeing community in this time, actual real life, close community, which like you and I have the blessing of, we got families we're, we're, yeah. sh- you know, sheltering in place with, but but even beyond that, the, the community as such a gift. Uh, so I got, I got this great quote. That's great. It's, it's, I don't know if great's the right word. Powerful quote from Bonhoeffer. He's got a whole section in Life Together, his book on uh, loneliness and isolation. And, and so here's, here's what he says. It's easily forgotten that the community of Christians is a gift of grace from the kingdom of God, a gift that can be taken from, any, from us any day that the time still separating us from the most profound loneliness may be brief indeed. Therefore, let those who until now have had the privilege of living a Christian life together with other Christians praise God's grace from the bottom of their hearts. Let them thank God on their knees and realize it is grace, nothing but grace, that we are still permitted to live in the community of Christians today. And man, this this COVID-19 sheltering in place has... Uh, it's it's increasing my hope in God and my hope in the grace that God has given to me and the community He's given me. The hope to meet again one day, yeah. uh, and if it, and if and if it can't happen again, June tenth, that it it certainly will happen one day, even in the kingdom. Even in the kingdom, you know, guys out there, what Jesse is speaking about is one of these unique blessings of the gospel community a community shaped by the Spirit of God, a family made by the love of God and the fatherhood of God. If you're out there wondering, hey, where is God in all this or why viruses or or I'm not sure if I believe in, I don't have a church, we just want to encourage you. Hit up one of these online services. Hit us up, info at gospelunderground.org. We'd love to be your friend, man, in the time where you may be mm-hmm. questioning or struggling because of the hope we found in the Lord gives us um you know, look, people aren't easy. Communities aren't easy. Um, just read social media for a little while and you think you can you can find millions of people to be frustrated with who would be frustrated with you. Uh, but when you have a, a community that's founded on grace and forgiveness and modeled by Jesus himself, um, it's a real different thing. I know we've experienced being on the other side of that, growing up without that, and now seeing that in our homes and in our churches, and we're very grateful for that. This is a, the closing thought I want to give you guys today. Uh, and it, it centers on hope and where that hope should be or where it might lie. And it's from Psalm 39. It's Psalm 39, verse 7. And now, and I love the temporality of that. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. We have God now and we have God for eternity. So the reunion is coming, hopefully in June. Mm-hmm. Maybe Juneteenth, 
Certainly we hope and pray sometime in the near future, but the far future is even more glorious and bright because we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken and will not end. Where God is king, viruses are eradicated and death is no more. The Gospel Underground is a joint production of Power of Change in the Bonhoeffer House. Review us on iTunes. Tommy Reed did this past week. He even wrote a paragraph. Five stars are acceptable. Send your comments, feedback, questions that you might want us to take up here on the Underground, or if you just need a friend in this season, to info at gospelunderground.org. We are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture, and we hope to see you out there. Peace. Peace.